and welcome to Writing the Coast. I'm your host, Megan Cole, and Writing the Coast is the official podcast of the BC and Yukon Book Prizes. On Writing the Coast, you'll hear conversations with the winners and finalists of the annual BC and Yukon Book Prizes, as well as interviews with book lovers from across the province and territory. On this week's episode, Susan Sanford Blades returns to talk about the Wild Prose Reading Series, which she organizes and hosts in Victoria, BC's Fernwood neighborhood. In our conversation, Susan talks about what sets the Wild Prose Reading Series apart and how you can get involved. Here's my conversation with Susan Sanford Blades. Who are you? Okay, I'm Susan Sanford Blades. I'm a fiction writer, also editor, bookseller, and uh, event organizer, literary event organizer. How did you get into literary event organization? Um, Yeah, that just kind of happened sort of by accident I guess um last so like two Novembers ago like November 2022 I guess yeah (laughs) um there's an author um from Montreal Kashavan Sheikh yeah she was uh long-listed for the Giller this year she got in touch and wanted wanted to like I think she was going to be in town for some other reason and wanted to do a reading and she liked my book. So she asked if I would do a reading with her and I said, yes, but then she couldn't find a bookstore to host us. Um, And I think it was kind of like still, maybe people were still kind of in like a COVID-y kind of mindset a little bit. I think we were coming out of it but like not fully out of the woods and um and I think a lot of the responses were kind of like I was surprised by them but I didn't know anything about like how bookstores do this how much work it takes etc um but anyway we couldn't find a place to um to host us so at the time I was dating someone who owned like a hair salon and it was this great space and I thought okay well let's just do it there and it worked out really well and I thought well there seems to be a need for this in Victoria at least like there's not really anywhere for a local or touring author to to launch their book or do a reading so I thought this would be fun. Let's do this. And also like maybe also because we were coming out of COVID, I was really sort of wanted to focus on um, like creating community and getting to know other authors and just sort of, like being with people <laughs> again, like being in a group of like-minded people and all that sort of thing. So, so yeah, after that, that was November. Then I decided, Oh, why don't, why don't I do this like every two months? And so actually uh, I started the reading series January 2023 and I just did one this January so that was so it's been a year now yeah Yeah. and so it's called the wild prose reading series which as I was prepping I was like 
Did she do that on purpose? Because it's like wild rose and you're from Alberta. I thought maybe you were being very clever, but also I just, it's a very good name. But can you talk a little bit more about like what the reading series is and maybe like what you're trying to do that might be different? Yeah, for sure. Um, Yes, I did. I did name it because I'm from Alberta. (laughs) And I kind of wanted it, I wanted it to be clear that it's a prose reading series because um, in Victoria, we have this series called Planet Earth Poetry that is like really well established and like very popular and has a very solid following. And so I feel like the poets here are taken care of and I wanted to do something for prose writers. Okay, so the details, it's, uh, so we have it in Fernwood at um, the Paul Phillips Hall. It used to be called the Little Fernwood, so people might know it as that. Um, It's just like a little theater, and it's also used by um, Theater and Konu, like a theater company. It's very, uh, I, I love the space, like it's super homey and feels very like DIY which I think kind of my reading series maybe (laughs) has that feel too Um, and it's fairly inexpensive to rent which is also great because I'm just kind of doing this on my own not getting funding because I don't want to go through the hassle of like forming a nonprofit and all that sort of thing um, although having said that, I do the the Writers Union of Canada, you can ask for funding for four authors per season. So they have they did fund four of my authors this past year. So that's been really great. Um, yeah, so it's sort of evolving. Um, it was every other month, but now I think, I'm going to just do it um, in May, June, and July of every year. And then an idea I recently just had was <laughs> I might do something every January that is like a little different. And it might be something like just a few local authors come and read something new that they're working on. And then we'll end it with like an 80s dance party or something like that (laughs) like have a DJ come and and we might do it in the same space or I might do it somewhere a little bigger um but one thing that I miss like out of that came out of the COVID was um there's a bar in Fernwood called Logan's that used to have 80s dance parties and it shut down during COVID I feel like there's nowhere for us to go to have 80s dance parties in Victoria anymore so kill two birds with one stone (laughs) so um so that so I'm sort of answering your question in a really long way but um this summer I started working at Monroe's Books doing their events for them um which has been great but that's also meant that I have a lot less spare time than I did when I started this series so that's why I decided to kind of concentrate it in May June July when Monroe's is not doing events because they don't do events during the summer when it's busy. And also just throughout this past year, I'm kind of noticing like 
when people come and when they don't come like the event we had in December was really poorly attended unfortunately and that's just I was like okay that's not the best time to have an event <laughs> everyone's you know overwhelmed with Christmas stuff but the one we did in January was well attended um, and then I think summer months also people are more willing to leave the house and stuff so we'll see how that goes if people are listening and they are a writer who is on the island or in Victoria or willing to come to Victoria like get in touch and let me know that you exist even like you don't have to have a super recent book. That's one of the good things about this series, as opposed to now that I know how it works at a bookstore, at a bookstore, or at least at Monroe's, they want your book to be in season to host you, but I don't care about that. <laughs> so I like my purpose isn't, you know, selling books, although I, we do sell books at the events, but so um, it gives you a lot more flexibility in terms of who can come and read but um yeah I mean I you I look through the writers union membership list but I, a lot of writers aren't aren't members of the writers union of Canada and so uh, yeah if people want to just let me know that they're interested in reading or like that would be great too just so I don't I'm not like there's not someone who I just don't know about out there who might come yeah yeah. Um, you talked a little bit about this being like a prose reading, which is different than what they're doing at uh, Russell's. But what else are you hoping that uh, Wild Prose Reading Series offers the community? Um, yeah, we have. I mean, what I really want is to sort of create like a little community. I like actually... I would like it to be similar in a lot of ways, I guess, to the Planet Earth poetry reading series in the, the sense that they have like a a group of loyal followers. And I would like that too, like to have the same people show up every time. Um, we do have an open mic as well in the beginning of each reading. Um, and it's nice to see like familiar faces coming and wanting to end new faces of course but like it's nice to see that people like it and they come every time um but yeah also uh I also have like a, a someone who's been recently published in an issue of the Malahat Review come and open the open mic each time to sort of like foster that connection between like with our local literary magazine uh, because that's an important part of the writing life too. Um, yeah, and then I really like the discussions that we have after, like, uh, so after we have uh, the person from, who's been published in the Malahat opens up the open mic, then we have the open mic, then three uh, featured readers read from their work for about 10 minutes and after that we do like a Q&A with the audience and that's kind of my favorite part it's just when like you know members of the audience ask them questions but then also the authors can like ask each other questions and have like just starts like a nice 
conversation. Sort of that like connection between reader and writer is very important. And I think that it's kind of like um, fosters that events like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite moments from your past year doing the series? Ooh. Um, I think that's a tough one. Uh, I really like, uh, the actually really like the open mic part. Like I, I wasn't sure how I would feel about it when I first started it because I, I've just never, I haven't gone to that many open mics and I, I just didn't know. Um, but I actually love it. Like, it's really great to hear new voices and even like just because I have a bad memory probably <laughs> my favorite memories are from the last one that just happened in January um but there was a young person who came up and it was her first time ever like reading her work out loud and that was very cool like I love witnessing that and I love that I sort of created that moment for that person um I love that. Like, that's great. And also, um, there's uh, a teenager, a girl in high school who she, she started coming because my son was friends with her sister, but she's actually written a novel. She, yeah, she read at the open mic a couple times and she's written the novel and like published it on Amazon, I guess, like, uh, and uh, she's gonna come and read in June, like as a featured reader from her actual novel that she like wrote and published and she's like in grade nine. <laughs> so that, yeah. <laughs> so I, I love seeing things like that, like just sort of um, maybe, you know, breaks down the sort of perceived barriers of like, who can write a book and what you need to do to write a book and be an author and all that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, was there anything that you had in mind? Because obviously you're a writer, you've done readings, um, readings can be good, bad, and ugly, you know, like, were there things that you were like consciously aware of when you were like, I'm going to do a reading series but I don't want it to look like this. Like, what did you bring from your own experience into it? Hmm. Um, that's a good, that's a good one. I think like, truly, I just didn't want it to be boring. Like sometimes readings are really boring and you just go because you want to be there and maybe like mingle or whatever, like make connections, which is great that's a great way reason to go to a reading um but yeah sometimes I find I'll go to a reading and I just like my my mind stops and I kind of just blank out I guess I just wanted to make it seem as like down to earth as possible and like authentic I guess if that's the right word to use um so yeah i think the the Q&A part I hope like sort of um 
makes it seem less like you've sat down and you're being lectured at and then you leave. Like, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, that's what I haven't liked about readings in the past is when you just go, you hear someone talk and then you just leave and that's it. Like, and you don't really feel like you've gotten that sense of community that, that you were hoping for when you, or that's what I would have <laughs> been hoping for when I go to a reading. So um yeah yeah I'm I hope it's more interesting and I hope it people feel more connected with the work even like if they're if there's a conversation about it afterwards I think too like the because I was there I think for the December one again apparently I can only remember like a month ago as well <laughs> but yeah. I, I was there for the December one and uh it also just like feels like a super accessible space maybe it's the neighborhood maybe it's the venue but um you know sometimes you go to a reading and it just feels like oh man this is a lot of very smart people and i don't belong here and uh, maybe it's that the little fernwood has that kind of history of being like just an open community space that it feels just like anyone could walk in the door and kind of get something from it yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good point. And I think um and even in the warmer months, like I will just leave the door like two doors. There's a back door too. And I just leave them open. And the first one I did in that space was last May and that it was a really hot day that day. And I had both those doors open and people just sort of like trickled in the back door even and like, oh, what's what's going on in our neighborhood? Yeah, like I <laughs> I do want it to have that feel. And I feel like maybe like me, myself, like as the host, that's kind of my vibe. <laughs> I hate to use that word. <laughs> like just <laughs> so like definitely not like intellectual or anything, just very much like here I am like flaws and all and maybe that makes people feel like I would I would love it if that makes people feel more comfortable to like just be themselves up there too or to or to at least not feel intimidated yeah yeah, yeah. um what are you you've done year one now you're looking into year two what are you most excited about um I am well I think like I feel like it's totally it's really evolving and or growing changing at least I don't feel like it's become like a solid thing yet which is maybe a good thing and a bad thing like I do want it to sort of be something that people can depend on um but as my life changes <laughs> the series kind of has to change too so we're doing this like three month blitz thing in May June and July uh, which will be the series as it has been like the same things will happen and I'm excited about those readings like I'm just excited about the people who are coming um but this new idea that I sort of mentioned in the beginning about doing a, a dance party in January um I'm pretty excited about that I hope I actually do that because I think it would be tons of fun um I just Somebody posted on Instagram about something that's happening in Toronto that is like readings, but also like bands and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, we could never do that in Victoria. Like there aren't enough 
young people who are like into literature <laughs> to like go to this sort of thing. But um, then I thought, well, what if I, I mean, maybe I could just have a reading with a dance party after and maybe that would work. Um, so if I can figure out how to make that happen, like financially, um, I feel like that could be a really fun thing. Like, cause also, cause readings don't have to be boring, you know, like, and, and writers don't always have to be these, like, you know, maybe we are all introverts, but we can also, that doesn't mean we just don't like talking to people and we want to go home immediately after a reading. Like we can also have fun. Um, so, so fingers crossed that works out and then maybe it'll like shift the way people think about readings and going <laughs> going to literary events you know yeah I have a friend who did her book launch and it was a book launch comedy show oh. which I thought was a great idea <laughs> that's amazing yeah, yeah I love that I love that or like yeah. reading slash game show that could be possible yeah, that's true. I did. That was one idea I had for my book launch was to do like a trivia night as well. Yeah. And to have like the trivia be somewhat related to the book's content in some way. So yeah, that's a good idea too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of like paying, like it gets more expensive when you want to add more things to it, but Yeah. But now that you've said that you want to do an 80s dance party and this is going to go out in the world season, next <laughs> January, people are going to expect to reading slash dance party. <laughs> I will do whatever is in my power to make this happen <laughs> because I like, you know how they say you should write the book that you want to read or whatever. Like I want to have an 80s dance party. And ever since Logan's shut down, I've been like, can somebody please organize 80s dance parties again? Maybe it has to be me. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe like if someone in Victoria hears this podcast and wants to help you make it happen, they should get in touch with you. They can definitely get in touch with me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would to be help make it happen <laughs> so it doesn't all fall on your shoulders. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, someone who knows a DJ or whoever, <laughs> however you make these things happen. Yes. That was Susan Sanford Blades. Susan is the author of the book Fake It So Real and the host and organizer of the Wild Prose Reading Series. If you would like to find out more about the BC and Yukon Book Prizes, visit our website at bcuconbookprizes.com. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening to Writing the Coast.